0: There's no one like him, amen. Can you give him a shout of praise this morning? Ah, come on. If he's ever done anything in your life before, you can shout a little bit better than that. I know some of you guys were shouting at the Chiefs game yesterday louder than that. I said, let's give him a shout of praise in the building this morning. That's good. He's so good, Amen. So, so, he's such a good father. Hey, I need you to high-five two people and tell them your favorite football team before you sit down. If you don't have a a favorite football team, your favorite football team is now the Chiefs. Go Browns. Come on. Has anybody watched these preseason games so far? Oh man, it's been really fun to watch Mr. Patrick Mahomes make a mess of everybody. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm the only one excited, but Sean, where are you at? Come on, don't leave me, don't leave me hanging. Well, good morning. Welcome to the Hill on a Sunday morning. I'm so glad you're here this morning. I uh, I love to see smiling faces. Let's go from the left to the, my left to your right. And uh, let's see some smiling faces. It just brings joy to my life to see happy people. Whoa, Beth is really happy over there. Man, I, I, love, I love the joy of the Lord because it's my strength. It's why I get up. It's why I, it's why I have the power to face my day. It's the joy of the Lord that, that fills me with just happiness to, to accomplish what He's uh, asked me to do today. So I, I just uh, I'm going to pray really quick. And ask God that father would you just um, would you just bless uh, this crowd through me today? God would you um, set Clinton aside and God would you use me as a tool to witness to the people that have gathered here God that you have brought specifically not by chance but on purpose to sit right here and hear your word this morning God I pray that when it's when it's time to be done God you would Allow me to close my mouth and let you, and let you take over in the, in the next portion of the service. So Father, uh, I'm just excited to be uh, in your house this morning. I'm excited to know your son Jesus. And God, we give everything and all the glory to you. Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. You guys are going to have to excuse me because I'm all the way fired up today. I'm not halfway. If you came and you're halfway asleep, I'm going to be yelling at you. So you're going to wake up throughout the middle of it and you're going to have to join me. Anybody going to help me preach today? Good, I'm so excited. Uh, turn to your neighbor and, uh, and say the title of my, of my message today, and uh, it's, it's, would you look at that? Uh, turn to your less favorite neighbor that you chose second and uh, repeat it to them. How many of you went instantly to the YouTube sensation uh, video? Would you look at that? Just look at it. Would you look at that? I actually was gonna play a clip of that but then I changed my mind so uh, I figured we'd all go there anyways if you haven't seen it you will Google it now when you go home uh, because it's that good Um, we're gonna be reading out of Mark chapter 11 we're gonna read nine verses uh, ish this morning and I love uh, I love the Gospels for multiple reasons Um, I love the Gospels because it is it's the ministry of Jesus it is it's a it's a it's a it's a life lesson on on the power that we hold within us as he comes to this Earth and he does uh, miracles and wonders and signs and all this stuff. And I love the fact that uh, it, when he leaves, he says, "You can do even uh, more than me. You, like you can accomplish what I have. You can do miracles. You can do healings in Jesus' name uh, through the Holy Spirit. You'll be able to accomplish more uh, than what I even have on this on this planet. And, and what he did was pretty incredible. As we read through all the Gospels, if you have not read through uh, the four Gospels, man, I would I would highly encourage. Uh, just to let some of that seep into your soul. And, uh, and so we're going to be reading in uh, Mark chapter 11. Uh, we're going to start in verse 1, and it says, Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, to, uh, to Bethage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it and will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found the colt tied at at a door outside the street, outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, well, Jesus just knows, like he's already had this planned out or something that somebody was going to ask. What are you doing untying the colt? Verse 6. And they told them what Jesus had said, they, uh, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road, And others spread leafy branches that uh, they had cut from the fields. And they sang uh, songs and and shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he uh, who comes in the name of the Lord. Um, So this is, uh, you're like, why are you reading uh, an Easter passage uh, in the middle of of the end of summer, right? Right. So I, I think that um, there's a lot, of, a lot of information here that, that is crucial to know, uh, that this is the triumphal em- entry, like this is Jesus coming into Jerusalem, uh, not only just to, just to hang out and, and change and shake stuff up a little bit, but it is at the end of this week that he will see uh, his crucifixion on the cross. And, and he will be uh, raised again on the seventh day. And so uh, this, is, this, this day is known as Palm Sunday. Anybody been uh, the week before Easter to a service, and it's all about Palm Sunday, and it's all about uh, what that means and looks like in your life. And uh, so that's what this day is right here. As, as, we're, as we're reading this story, we are leading into Palm Sunday. We are, we are leading into the entry into Jerusalem. And so ne- the next day... Uh, is is he clears the temple? So you ever been? Uh, you ever heard the stories about when when Jesus goes in the temple and he's turning over tables and he's changing and disrupting the uh, the life as as they knew it at that moment. He is he's turning over all of the money changers and all the tax collectors that have gathered and started making money within this temple within the temple of of, of who, what he represented. He comes in he disrupts that narrative. If you think that God is a god of of just flow with the flow and let and let it be what it is, that's incorrect. God is the one who comes in and sets things straight and puts things back in perspective of what they should be according to his Father's word. Uh, And so if you think that he is a kind, um, just go with it and and whatever, it'll fix itself at the end of the day. No, he has a written law and he has a written word that says uh, this is the way that life should be ran and he disrupts the narrative if that changes, amen? So that, that that's the next day. Uh, the next day he uh, is is the um, he prays on the Mount of Olives. He goes and uh, this you, this is a pretty common story as well. He he takes a couple of disciples with him and he he uh, he goes and gets alone and he prays and he he uh, he's so uh, involved and in, and in, in, in it that he sweats drops of blood and and his disciples keep falling asleep and and uh, all this stuff and so. Um, the next day is, is a Wednesday, and um, it's, a, it's kind of a quiet day, right? It's kind of just a day that not much is recorded on, not much is said. And so um, then the next day is, it's the Passover. So the Passover is this massive Matt, so, like, like I said on Wednesday, like about six times the amount of people in Jerusalem than normal. And Jerusalem is not a large town, right? Jerusalem is not this uh, um, Dallas, Texas where uh, there's hundreds and millions of people gathered. This is a small town where, um, where it's pretty compact and general, but then on Passover week, Everybody is, they come to Jerusalem to take part of that meal, and so during that time, there's about six times the amount of people cram-packed into this little city, and so uh, that would be like, that would be like country days on crack, right? <laughs> for, for Bolivar folk, that would be like uh, six times the amount of people traveling on streets that shouldn't be traveling on streets. And so uh, the congestion and the chaos that goes along with people in general. Anybody? <laughs> oh, just me? Okay well uh there's a lot of chaos that comes along with people especially people who don't live in that city normally but are coming to visit and crowding all the streets of the locals Uh, that's like branson in the middle of summer like you got all the locals that enjoy it all year round then you got all the travelers that come in on on the summer months and all the locals are like i'm going i'm going back to springfield or something i got to get out of here so um this moment is so crazy. Uh, the fact that um, can I say like this is one of the craziest and and weirdest things I've ever read. Like you you want me to so you want me to go into an in- incredibly cram packed city, abnormally packed. Uh, with all kinds of people who don't know the routine or, 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 or the, the locals' ways, you want me to go into this spot? You want me to go into a... Ra- Not only do you want me to go into a city that is jam-packed with abnormal stuff going on, but now you want me to go into a city and, and, and meet all these strangers, but then you want me to see a random cult tied up to a, to a, to a building, and you want me to go up and be like, hey, look, uh, I, I need to take this. listen, I don't know about you, but if some random person comes up to me and asks and tells me that they need my new truck and just just hand the keys over, I'll bring it back immediately. Like, I got a problem with that. I mean, I'm I'm probably not going to do that. And like, that just, it weirds me out to think that it's just something that's common, right? I don't think so. I don't think that it's common. We're going to learn about that in a minute. I think it's, it's so crazy that they go and they see this donkey tied up and they, they go, they untie, like they don't even ask, like they don't even, they don't even go up to anybody. They go up to this, oh, no, there it is. And they go over, they untie it and they're like, hey, why are you stealing this dude's donkey and this colt? They're like, oh, the Lord needs it. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Most of us nowadays would be like, the Lord who? <laughs> It's kind of a joke and kind of not. Most of us don't have such a lifestyle that reflects to know when, when the Lord is saying, hey, I need that in your life. Are you willing to give it to me? Most of us are so uh, caught up with our uh, comfort zone and all of the stuff that we go on daily that we miss, Uh, we we get such routine going that we miss the moment when God says, listen, you have something and I need to use it so that I can ride in on my triumphal entry into someone else's life that's living next to you or that works next to you. Are you willing to give it to me? And we have to make the choice and the decision to say, sure, or... We're so busy that we pass it. Go tell a random stranger that the Lord needs their donkey. I think that's so funny. I like, it's like, huh, would you look at that? That's interesting, God. Why, why me? <laughs> I think I would be saying, why me? Why do I have to go ask the stranger or go steal some stranger's donkey? Like, send Peter. That dude's crazy. Like, have him go do it. Like, why, why me? I just, I just have Thomas in my mind because he's doubting Thomas. I could think like, he's like, but do but, but you think that'll work, God? <laughs> like, that would be me. Like, I don't think that's such a good idea. So, it, but, but that is what, the, what, that's what we do. Like, we, 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 we focus so much on life that we don't understand or know how to handle something. So we put it in this category called Weird. We put it in this category called oh that's crazy that's that's a little bit abnormal that's weird and really in today's society what weird means is that uh we we it makes us super uncomfortable like we don't we don't we don't understand it right so like if, if we can't explain why like, if we can't explain why something is happening, if it just seems so weird to us that we, we, can't, we can't explain it, we don't understand it, it, it seems just abstract, it seems abnormal and, and uncomfortable... Listen, I share share the gospel on a weekly basis and going up to a stranger and sharing the gospel is still uncomfortable in some circumstances and some situations. It is still just an, an abstract feeling when you have to go up and talk about Jesus to somebody who you don't think even understands the concept of Jesus. Maybe I'm alone in the fact that that's difficult, that's hard to do. And so when we're talking about um, this, this, this weirdness in our lives, sometimes I get so focused on making sure that it fits in my well-defined categories or boxes that says, well, I understand this. I can accomplish this. I get this portion of scripture so I can, I can go with this. I understand that, that Jesus works in this way because he has in the past and I know that he can in the future and so that I can just operate out of that and that's not weird. But as soon as it turns a little bit strange, as soon as it feels like I don't exactly know where to turn or how to handle this, we back off. We're like, well, that's weird, dude. You're untying a cult? Talking about Jesus needs it? That's just weird. You're talking about going to church more than once a week? In a month? That's just weird, dude. I, I, why? What do you go to church for? What do you what do you need community for? What do you what do you need G, what do you need that much Jesus for? That's just weird, dude. Can you not handle your, can you not handle your life without it? The answer is no. You, I mean like we can't. You can't, I can't, but we put it as this weird category, right, and I'm not talking about like don't get crazy on me and like i believe I believe that 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 when I'm in a in Walmart parking lot uh, I believe that that God can tell somebody to go check out and pull out of the parking spot when I need to pull into it right like i I'm okay with that if you don't that just leaves more chances for God to bless me and not you <clears throat> like but don't take it to a weird like every decision or every everything that happens in your life like 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 our car won't even make it from our house in Mooresville to 215 and 13 without overheating like that isn't God. Uh, necessarily trying to threaten my life and teach me some lesson. It's a, it's a 2007 Chevy Equinox with 250,000 miles on it that's worn out. Like, don't take it to a weird place. Some things just happen, but I believe that, that things are, are categorized and when we don't understand it, we calculate it as weird and sometimes we miss the fact maybe it's our humbling that needs to take place. Maybe it's not weird. Maybe it's God saying... No, 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 I need you to humble yourself and go stand before two strangers and take their donkey and their colt because the Lord needs it. I I need you to to humble yourself in in, in line at Walmart and back off and go talk to this person that I've been been telling you in your spirit that needs to hear from you. They need to hear about me. I need you to humble yourself and get over the fact that it's weird and I need you to go share the gospel. Maybe it's the fact that uh, it doesn't make sense Uh, that I've got to go to this job and I've I work so hard, I work harder than anybody, but they got the promotion, so I'm just going to quit, and that's just, that's too weird for me, that's uncomfortable, I don't, I don't understand, I don't, I can't explain it, why they got it over me, I just, I quit, no, maybe you need to humble yourself and show up for work, and just keep doing what God has called you to do, day after day, and let him be the one to exalt you, and stop worrying about the works that you've done at your job, to give you a raise, or a, or a promotion, and just worry about what he wants to do, maybe it's the humbling that needs to take place, and it's not. just weird in a category right maybe it's not the fact that um, uh, I, I've got to fix this somehow or I need to like I'm really bad at, at hearing God say something so I I set the scene up to where it's not weird for me and that's not always what he's asking me to do sometimes he's just asking me to go into the town before me untie a colt and bring it back like the gospel is incredibly simple. We spend so much time making it so difficult when the reality is this is not a difficult thing. It is black and white. We are called to love him. We are called to have relationship with him. How we have relationship with him is that we believe in him? We believe that he he lived and died and rose again, and that we ask him for forgiveness for our sins. Like the the, the gospel is un—it's—it's it's incredibly simple, but we spend so much time categorizing it so that it's not weird for me. It conflicts with our uh, with our knowledge, or or how how do we explain it? And conflict scares us. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, show of hands. You just you you will you will do anything to avoid conflict with somebody. Like you will go out of your way thirty miles so that you don't have to have the face to face conflict with what, what you're standing in front of you. Like you will, you will spend an extra hour, you'll get up an extra hour early and spend time in your prayer closet. Oh God, please just let them be sick today and not show up to work. Like you'll, you'll, you'll wish ill on somebody else so that you don't have to face the conflict. Right? Like, like that's the, we, 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 we categorize conflict and weirdness in such a way that, that it's best for us. We want all this stuff, conflict scares us, it makes us uncomfortable, and we run from conflict. Anything in our lives that could possibly happen or go wrong or scare us, we run in such the opposite direction as fast as we can to try to stay ahead of being scared or uncomfortable or worried. We run from conflict and pray for blessing. <laughs> we we run from um, we run from tackling things and moving forward in life, and we run away to where it's easy, but we're praying for God's blessing. Can I tell you that those two things go hand in hand? Like we're running from what we're praying for. We're, we're running away when we pray for blessings in our lives, when we pray for uh, raises and opportunities, when we pray for m- restored marriages and and, and um, addictions to be broken, and when we pray for uh, our church family to, to, to grow, and when we pray for um, just uh, prosperity in life, and when we pray for um, wisdom and knowledge and power in the word, and we when we pray to be a prayer warrior for those around us, can I tell you that you are inviting a conflict into your life between good and evil, and we have to face the enemy in Jesus' name and proclaim that, no, God has placed this on my heart. I believe that I can stand firm in this conflict because you've called me to it, and when I'm praying, I'm gonna face the conflict, and blessings are gonna show up into my life. Like, we literally spend time praying for the things that we're scared of. We spend time praying and meditating and, 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 and asking God, and then we run the opposite direction. <clears throat> I think the next thing is we make it so common. We make it so common. What's not common is going into a random city and stealing or borrowing. Jesus did it. Um, a colt, a donkey and a colt. Like, that's not common. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's n- not common at all. Like, that's the opposite. <laughs> and so, like, we 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 wanna we wanna we wanna minimalize what God has done in our lives. We wanna shake down and press press down, and we wanna we wanna box it up and we wanna make sure that we understand how God moves and how he works. We wanna make it so common that that we we miss when God is showing up. That we miss when God is, is, is interacting in our lives because we've gotten so used to the fact that we just dumb it down and make it so common. We miss God's movement as we dumb everything down to common or simple or something that we can understand or explain. God's Word doesn't say everything I do for you or everything I'm going to do for you Or everything that I have planned for you, I'll give you explanation and you'll be able to look and stand face to face with it. And you'll be able to understand everything. It says quite the opposite. He also calls us to be peculiar people. Like don't, don't fit in with the crowd. And so when we can't explain or understand, people start to get all crazy. And they start wondering, why why you go to church? Why do you waste your Why do you waste your time? Why do you Why do you tithe? It's not for me. It's for the kingdom. It's It's I don't want to rob God of what is His. And when we When we When we make everything so common, we forget about the blessings that God has brought us through. And when people disagree with parking places or, or um, deals on trucks or. Or um, uh, the list could go on and on and on about blessings that come in our lives when people disagree with the fact that uh, those things are blessings even though I was going to buy something anyways or I was going to park somewhere anyways. But when we make such a n- typical day so common that we don't see God interacting in our lives everywhere that we go, we lose focus and lose, we, lose, um, we lose the ability to see God's blessings every single day which results in our joy being less and less and less, which results in um, reading His Word less, which results in praying less, which results in less blessing that comes our way. We make God so common. We make the blessings of God so common that we can't see it. This is probably one of my favorites. And, bands, you can help me out we We write it off as coincidence. Does anybody say like well that's that's weird It's just a coincidence that that like you showed up at the same time as I showed up like how weird is that It's, it's a coincidence that that you like the same kind of food as I have and I'm here and, and that's just such a coincidence. No, that might be a coincidence. <laughs> but we get so lost in the fact that, listen, this is not a, this is not a coincidence. If we read God's Word, this story is absolutely insane it says go into a village in front of you immediately as you enter you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat untie it and bring it if anyone says to you why are you doing this say the Lord has need of it and will send immediately now now that that's the beginning of the story but the end of the story when they bring it back and he rides into it's a it's a fulfillment of old Old Testament like it's not a coincidence In Zechariah 9.9, it it literally says that the king of kings will ride in on the colt of a donkey. Like, this is not perhaps, this is not just happenings, this this is not coincidence. This is God showing up and fulfilling his word. When he speaks to you and he says, listen, I have a dream and a plan for you, and this is it. And you're like, God, that's weird. That's crazy, I don't understand that. It's not a coincidence when he brings you through, it's him fulfilling his word and his honor and his duty to you as he called you to a purpose and a plan. Do I find it a coincidence that I met Ashley at a ball game and we had some junior high puppy eyes and then it got a little serious, more serious I should say and her dad said, hey, you can't follow, you can't you can't date my daughter unless you follow her of Jesus. So I'm like, Alright, Jesus it is, I'm in. But do I find that as a coincidence? No. Do I find it a coincidence that we happen to be at the right time, at the right place? To be involved in youth ministry for years. And we we Totally changed our outlook on how to serve and what that looks like. If you've ever served youth, Scott, can I get, Mikayla, can I get an amen? You learn how to stretch and grow and move and serve. <laughs> That's what youth ministry is. Do I count that as a coincidence? No, do I count it as a coincidence that we got the opportunity to go pastor a church in Humansville, a brand new plant where we would show up. On some Sunday nights, and we would sit there and think, Man, if I turn this key, I wonder if anybody's gonna show up. All right. Well, let's go anyways. And we would have one or two at the beginning. And then by the time that 14 months was up, we had about 60. And we learned an incredible amount about ministry and what it looked like to uh, work under certain leadership and how how we would change and how we would do things different and what that looked like and what we wanted it to look like. I did. We did. Uh, we did our first. A funeral there, we um, all kinds of things that God walked us through. Do I find it a coincidence that, that we were the one that God chose to go do that? No, I think that was not a coincidence. I think that it was God setting up. Do I think that uh, Matt Clark, um, which is probably in kids' church today, do I find it a, a, a chance or a coincidence that we met them there, and we have had the opportunity to work in ministry in such close ways that he just understands everything about what I want and how we want it and how we do, and now he's teaching your kids this morning the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they can take it back to their school and change their society that's living around them. I don't find that coincidence. Do I find it coincidence that that through all of all of life that I am always and consistently, uh, we've we, we needed a new church, so we went to this crazy church in Stockton called The Hill. And I met this wild and crazy dude uh, in, in Stockton called Pastor Bo. The very first time that we were ever visited The Hill in Stockton, the joker got so excited that he came down and ran across the chairs in the front row, and I looked at Ashley, and I was like, hmm, that's weird. I'm in. <laughs> Like, do I find it coincidence that that God put us together in such a way in such a short amount of time that it seems incredibly uh, unbelievable and unexplainable that, that He's meshed us in such a way that I'm standing on a stage in Bolivar, Missouri on our second campus and not only do we stop there, but we're in Nevada and we're in Astro and God is doing miracles and this altar, the same as He is in all other three locations. Do I find it a coincidence that God is on the move at every single turn of my life? No, I find it that it's the move of God and it's the call of God that He's placed on my life, just like He has you. We need to stop being so uh, understating what God can do in your life. Don't make it so much so that, that 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 we have to explain it. That we have we can't. It's just weird. Don't categorize what God can do in your life because you can't even imagine or or see up. Portion of what he wants to do in your life. You can't even explain a, a portion of what he has done in your life because it doesn't make sense. Trust me, I've been there, I know. There's bills that have been paid that I still don't know where the money came from. There's chances in my life that I passed up and God's given me another chance and I still don't know why. I can't explain it, but it is what it is. Don't run from conflict because it's the very thing that'll grow and groom you into the thing, the next thing that God is calling you into. Don't don't run and hide from and be scared of what God is doing. Charge after it. Go into the city and untie the thing that God has, has put inside of you. I preached a message one time that said, you, you have to, there's a colt standing there. There's a donkey standing there, but you have to go and untie it. There's a calling in your life, but you have to let it go to God. You have to be the one that says, this calling is greater than me. It's you, God. Don't make God so common that you miss it. Every single day, God is moving and, and, and charging after the purpose that he has called you to be. Do not categorize God in such a common way that you miss him at every turn. Because he is greater. He can accomplish more than you can. There's things in life that to the average person seem common, but to me, I see Jesus and the Holy Spirit working and moving in my life, in the common
1: and the abnormal, all
0: alike. Do not write God off as a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence that you're sitting in the seats you are today. Visitor or not, I believe that God has brought you to a place to hear a gospel and a truth this morning that you needed to hear, that He needed to work on your heart, that He needed to renew your joy and your strength. God is not a God of coincidence. He's a God of calling and direction. This morning, with nobody looking around and heads bowed. Maybe you're sitting here today, maybe you're watching online, and God is changing your heart. He's working on you from the inside out, even on the couch or in one of these black chairs. he's called you to big things but you've you've walked into this everyday life of shying away from conflict but you're ready to forsake conflict and and walk into the calling maybe you feel God's calling in your life but you've categorized him as such a normal, all the things that he does in your life is just It's just normal life. It's not God. And you've let the enemy come in and steal your joy. Can I tell you that God is not a God of coincidence. He's calling you and he's begging you this morning. First, if you don't know who Jesus is. Here in person. Watching online. I believe that as we make a movement towards God. As we lift our hands it's a statement from within us that says we are ready to be different than the world that we live in so if you don't know who Jesus is and you want a personal relationship with him this morning you want to ask Jesus into your heart either for the first time or the first time in a long time either one would you lift your hands just loud straight up don't shy away don't let the enemy beat you. Perfect. Now, maybe God is calling you to great things. And you've categorized so many things that line up with His calling in your life, but you've degraded them to common or just coincidence and God is moving in your life still, and you're ready to charge that back up and commit to God today to say, I'm done looking at you with common eyes and with fear and running away from what you're doing in my life. And I just wanna chase, I wanna go and I wanna untie what you have placed inside of me. If that's you this morning, with me included, would you lift your hand? Father, we thank you, God, that you speak straight to us, God, that we don't have to question your authenticity or your authority, God, we we that lifted our hands this morning, God, we need help in our day-to-day life to stop looking at it and categorizing you as, as uncommon or as just weird and, and unexplainable and God we just need to see that it's not coincidence that you're moving and working in our lives And God we need to chase after you with everything that we have we need to look at our lives as such a way that you're moving in new ways and that's not something to be feared but it's something to walk in walk straight into your presence. God, I thank you for those that lifted their hand this morning. God, I pray that you would encourage them here in person. God, I pray that the, the person behind the computer screen or their phone would be encouraged right there where they are. God, we thank you for strength and boldness and the ability to speak your name and you listen. Jesus we thank you for what you're doing in your name we pray. Amen Hey can you worship with us just for a second? Would you stand with us just give God?